0: Hello and welcome in. Thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Prairie and Smith podcast. Week 11 of Sunbelt football is upon us and action kicks off tomorrow night when Louisiana hosts Southern Miss. Before we get to today's episode, we wanted to tell you about Monday's show. We released our week 10 recap featuring in-depth analysis of the past weekend's biggest games. Plus, Kate and I provided updates on the key storylines heading into this week's action. If you missed it, make sure to go back and give it a listen. Today it's episode 144 of the show, and we're excited to continue our Sunbelt Athlete interview series. We've been joined every Wednesday by some of the league's biggest stars. South Alabama's James Miller joined us last week. Today's a fantastic interview. Plus, we've got another exclusive guest joining us next week. Caden, with that said, why don't you tell us a little bit more about today's special guest?
1: Oh, man, Noah, this is definitely a big one, especially considering this is the first representative the first student athlete we've had from the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. It's none other than running back Jacob Cabote. He has an amazing story. He had an amazing season this year so far. We can't wait to keep watching him build on that, and I just cannot wait for our listeners to hear his amazing story, how he came to prominence, and how this season is just a small part of his story and years in the making as far as his process, him staying with his goals, sticking with his journey, and just seeing all, seeing it all the way through.
0: Okay, and here's a little bit more on Jacob. He was a highly recruited running back out of Life Christian Academy in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. After a standout senior season, he received a multitude of collegiate offers before ultimately settling on attending Texas A&M in the SEC. After three seasons at Texas A&M, Jacob left for Incarnate Word, whose season was abruptly canceled due to the effects of the COVID pandemic. With his football career possibly over, he chose to enroll at Louisiana as a walk-on ahead of the 2021 season. Jacob was placed on full scholarship this fall, just months removed from becoming the first college graduate in his family. He's quickly become the leading figure in the Sunbelt's best rushing attack. With 300-plus yard rushing performances this year, Jacob has earned a name for himself in a crowded Sunbelt running back room. He's one of the most inspirational stories in the Sun Belt this season and continues to prove that dreams are worth chasing. He's proven that he belongs on the field, and now he looks to propel the Raging Cajuns back to another bowl game in 2023. Let's not waste any more time. Louisiana's Jacob Cabote is here. It's time to hear from one of the top home run hitters in the Sun Belt. We are excited to have standout Louisiana Raging Cajun running back Jacob Cabote on the Prairie and Smith podcast. Jacob, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to join us.
2: I know. Uh, thank you for having
0: me. Well, let's jump right in. And we're going to go all the way back, Jacob. Before you were a highly recruited running back out of high school, what was your first introduction to this game of football and, and what led to you ultimately falling in love with it?
2: Uh, just playing football, you know, as a kid with my brothers and, you know, some neighborhood friends, you know, playing tackle football. um. In the middle of the road, honestly, like night in the grass, getting, you know, scraped on my arms and everything, man.
1: I was an introduction, trying to be like Reggie Bush.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Jacob, you're not the first person to have the same memories as far as being on this podcast and their football origins, starting on the blacktop versus on the field. But Noah touched on your recruitment journey. You broke out as a senior at Christian Life Academy. You were a three-star recruit. You got numerous college offers and ultimately ended up choosing Texas A&M. What made you make that choice and what was that recruitment process like for you? Oh man, um, I chose Texas
2: A&M just because of the original love that they showed with um, Coach Sumlin and everything his staff. But um, also, I was only gonna be the I was the, I was the only running back I was gonna be you know signing in that class, and I think that was important to me because they told me that you know I was the guy that they wanted, and um, that was the main you know. Actor. and then it also was close to home. So
0: Jacob, what did that whole recruitment process look like? I think it was 10 college offers that you got. Just talk about that journey being a top running back and walking through that recruitment
2: process. Um, it's you know if you play college I mean high school football, you it's everybody's dream to go to Division one and um, once I was able to get that opportunity, you know um, and that's every kid's dream so it was definitely a blessing.
0: Yeah, it seemed like a, a no brainer to get to play in the SCC. After three seasons in College Station, you enter the transfer portal and you commit to Incarnate Word, but then COVID strikes. And it ends up halting that 2020 season. It almost ended your collegiate career. What allowed you to get through that adversity?
2: Oh, man, my faith. um, My faith and my family. That's the biggest thing, man. Uh, it was definitely a challenging time. Um, during 2020, you know, um, I'm sitting at home watching some of my closest, you know, I called my brothers, you know, that played on you know, the A and M team at the time. They were playing, and I'm just, I just felt like a bum, you know what I mean? I just kind of everything just switched so fast, you know what I mean? Um, I was just at home not doing anything, and you know, I I grew my relationship with God, and my family right there helping me, and they got I persevered through it through that time.
0: What were some of those conversations with your family like during that
2: time? Um, just especially my mom. Um, she. She just gave me so much hope and encouragement. She constantly poured into me, you know, um she told me that God's not done with me. you know God has you know a plan for my life, and um, even though in that season, you know I felt just like dormant, felt like I wasn't doing anything, felt like a nobody just felt you know so down. you know what I mean um, my mom and you know my
1: brothers um they definitely just poured into me and gave me hope and encouragement. There's no question it's great to have a great support system like that in your corner in moments like that. But you make the decision to return to college football. You said in an interview that I read that you wanted to finish what you started outside of being on the couch and watching some of the guys you know balling out and playing on that stage that you pictured yourself playing at. What went into your decision to ultimately walk on specifically to Louisiana? Um, My little brother plays here. And out of high school, um, UL was one of my offers
2: that, you know, they were recruiting me heavy. And um, it was this place I felt comfortable being at. and at the time, I think we had like two running backs to clear to go to the league. And I just saw opportunity here. It was close to home. So it was really a win-win situation. And then really a win-win-win situation, three wins, because my brother, you know, it was an opportunity to play for my, with my brother again. So um, it just I just felt like this was the place to be.
0: Well, don't worry. We're going to talk about your brother a little bit later on this interview, maybe even get a scouting report on, on his game. But, uh, Jacob, you didn't play in 2021 and then sparingly in 2022. At this point, you had a conversation with the coaching staff after the season about playing another year, this 2023 season. Walk us through that conversation and why you wanted to come back this year.
2: Um, just finishing what I started, you know what I mean? Um, I felt that last season didn't go the way that I kind of hoped. Um, I felt like I had more than anything. I felt like, um, I can show a lot more than what I did. Um, I feel like last year kind of slowed down because I had an ankle injury, um, but, you know, um. Everything happened for a reason, and, you know, I'm glad I was able to come
1: back and um, contribute to our team. Now, before we talk about this amazing 2023 season you're having on the field, off the field, you had a really special moment for you and your family. You became a college graduate, the first in your family. Could you maybe talk about what that accomplishment meant to you and your family as well? Just giving your background, giving your story, and you having that special moment. Oh, it's big. It's, just, um, you know,
2: that's what, you know, that's why my parents worked so hard to, you know, give me and my brothers that opportunity, Um, something that they didn't do, but um, they constantly pushed us um, towards, you know, getting a high school degree and a college degree, you know what I mean, Um, which is very important in, you know, today's world. Um, So my older brother, actually, he was the first one, so I'm the second one. Um, But, you know, it was was definitely um, a big moment for for our family
0: definitely need to uh you know i think even the way you put it on your instagram was just generational curses and 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 being able to break some of those uh jacob your life changed during week three of this season you record your first career 100 yard rushing game uh against uab 108 yards and a touchdown what did that game to you mean in light of just this journey that you've been on
2: it was it was definitely um just encouraging it was i felt really good um the verse that comes to mind is uh, Galatians 6-9. Um, do not grow weary in doing good because in due time you'll reap a harvest if you do not give up. And um, the biggest thing is, like, do not give up. Um, so, you know, we talked about earlier in, like, 2020 when I was down and out and, you know, my family helped me get through it. I didn't give up. And, you know, um, now it's kind of paying off. And God is definitely working. You know what I mean? So,
0: What was working for you in that game?
1: Oh line. It's all line and wide receivers, man. They made my job easier. Yeah, we know that offensive linemen block for first downs and wide receivers block for touchdowns. So definitely saw that in that game and definitely have continued to see that this season. But let's get to the good stuff, Jacob. After that game, September 17th, during a team meeting, Coach Dez announces in front of the team that you're going to be placed on a full scholarship. Were you surprised? What were your emotions in that moment? What was your feeling like in that moment? I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it, honestly. Um, I was just so locked in on the season and
2: um, trying to do my part for the team, honestly. Um and I think he was going over to play the games at the time when he called me to play. You know, I was playing the game that weekend. He called me up on a, like, to the, like, stadium or whatever in front, in front of the team. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what coach got going? But, um, man, it was a great moment. Um, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for the coach. Um, giving that scholarship, man. And, you know, just how it pays off.
0: Who was the uh, first person you called after that announcement?
2: My mom. Definitely my mom.
0: What was that conversation was, like?
2: Uh, We were happy, Um, you know. Just felt, you know, we felt good. Uh, this is what we prayed for. You know, this is everything that's happened. You know, it's been a long journey, but, um, man, you know, this is what we wanted.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, need to kind of hear the backstory. Probably one of the more inspirational videos uh, from this year of Sunbelt football. Jacob, this and Cajuns rushing attack has been hard to stop this year. You've gotten to be a part of one of the best units in the conference. You, Draylen, Zylan, Zion. Uh, there's a lot of variety in this in this running back room. What does this group bring to the table that allows this run game to be so effective?
2: Oh man, um, I want to start with the offensive line. You know they do a great job of creating holes and even receivers blocking downfield. But um, I think all of us are all the running backs. We're different um, in our own ways. You know, what I mean we have like Draylen, who's kind of a different build. He's kind of a little shorter but stocky, who's strong, fast, powerful. Um, uh, Zollinger's a little quicker, twitch guy. He makes people missing and everything like that. And I'm more, I kind of take pride in trying to make myself, you know, a balanced back, do a little bit of everything, even though I'm a bigger back. Um, but we have a lot of guys um, that do a great job. And I think we have guys that's not playing right now as well that, you know, next year, if they get the
1: opportunity, I think they're going to do big things like Terrence Williams and um, even Bill Davis. Now, it's no secret that in Louisiana, have always had a stable of backs back there that have really done a great job of establishing the run game and being successful. Unfortunately, in that last game, we saw that Zion Chris sustained that horrific injury, expected to be out for the remainder of this season. I know on this podcast, just as soon as he stepped into that starting role, we were impressed and just in, in amazement about what he was able to do as such a young player, getting thrown into such a, a hard c- circumstance and such a hard position. We know his season's done this year, but what makes him such a special player and how do you see his future with this program looking like? I mean, y'all definitely see what he does on the field. um. The dual threat, making
2: plays with his arm and his legs, um, the cuts that you don't think he'll make that he takes to the crib. Um, but, I mean, I think what makes him special is the type of guy that he is. You know, um, he's definitely a, a faith based um, man and um, he leads that way and
1: uh, he definitely allows God to, you know, lead his life. Um, that, I think that's the biggest thing with your brother, Caleb, this year. What has that experience been like playing with your brother alongside as teammates, something I'm sure y'all did in the past but now get to do as college teammates? Man, that's honestly a blessing because not many people get to do that. Um, There's definitely times when, you know, he's my little brother,
2: so he definitely get on my nerves sometimes, Uh, especially, you know, we live together, but, um,
1: no, it's it's been a blessing, man. Uh, I wouldn't redo it for anything in the world, you know what I mean? Um, now, we got to ask, you know, we know y'all both play different positions. You're the running back. He's the linebacker. What's your scouting report on your brother? How do y'all fare? Y'all ever met in the hole before? What is your assessment as a rusher and him being a tackler, kind of up opposition to you? What's your scouting report of your brother? Um, I think he's good, man. Um, I think <laughs> the more, so he played kind of like offense and everything in
2: high school. But the more he played linebacker, the more he's like locking in on the details of the position and everything. So um, he kind of moved around, played Jack a little bit, which I think helps him now at linebacker because now he, you know, as Jack, you have to you're constantly striking with your hands. So now um I think his hands are really strong and he can take on those offensive line blocks and everything. Um but we definitely have met in the hole. Um I won him of course whether that's me running over him, me shaking him. Um he likes to rep off this one play where I wasn't looking and he hit
1: me and I fell okay. But um that's really about it. But I definitely win the majority of the battles, if not all. We'll definitely have to ask some teammates to get their perspective and their opinion on y'all's battles in the hole. I know the film doesn't lie. We're not going to pull up the film, but I'm sure I've had some great battles. But stepping off the field and sticking with your family, you mentioned that that's a big part for you. You mentioned earlier when you made your decision to play another season, they had a huge impact on that. Could you maybe speak on the family impact, not only on your career, but just in your life, really? Yeah, man. Um, family is all I
2: have. Um, So, you know, my two brothers and my parents, man, um, we were raised close-knit, family first. Um, so, I mean, I talk to my family every day. Like, me me and my two brothers were, like, best friends. You know, those are the, the people I'm closest with. You know what I mean? One day when I get married, I'm going to have, like, two best men. You know what I mean? Because I can't choose. Um, but, um, yeah, man, it's, it's it's definitely good, you know, being close home. Because um, when I was at Texas A&M, I think they might have went to one or two games, which is, you know, it's not ideal. But, you know, now that I'm back closer to home, they can definitely
1: come out the home games. And, um, that's really fun, you know, seeing them at home games. We know, faith as well is another huge element in your life. We saw in that same article that you mentioned, how God does things for a reason. He has ways that are higher than our ways. Could you maybe speak about your faith and how that's impacted you throughout your journey? We know there's been a lot of up and downs, but I'm sure that's been a thing that you could consistently rely on and always kind of have that be your rock going forward through your career on and off the field. Yeah, man. Um, just growing up in Baton Rouge, um, where it's i feel like it's
2: easy to become a a product of your environment right um a lot of distractions a lot of ways you can get in trouble um i was fortunate enough to go to a private school where christian life kind of taught me um about god and, you know um taught me that you know um all the things that god does and how he's in control and um how god knows how his words are hiding in our ways and all these things right um that was like the seed that was planted in um and actually in 2020 that's when kind of I'm back in, in Baton Rouge where I feel like my life was at the crossroads to where, you know, um, I wasn't doing anything. And if I stayed in Baton Rouge, just stayed on that path, it could have went either way, you know. Um, but I ended up getting close to God, um, growing close to God. And, um, man, God's good, man. And um, I
1: know I'm here today um, because of him. And I know he has a plan and purpose for my life. Now, Jacob, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but just based on some of your Twitter activity, you seem to be like me, an NBA fan. And this season has got off to a really exciting start. Could you maybe talk about who your team is, some of the players you're following, maybe some storylines already with the NBA? I'll be honest. I don't have a team, but I'm
2: a I'm a big LeBron fan. So wherever LeBron goes, whether it was Cleveland, Miami, Lakers, that's where I'm at. Um, so we kind of, you know, we're losing a little bit right now, um, but LeBron's playing good, so I'm happy. Um, I definitely want him to get another ring. Or two, but uh it's it's uh LeBron's my guy.
0: Well Jacob, much like you, I have followed LeBron James throughout his career. I'm not necessarily a, a team guy either or a, a big NBA fan, but I have always watched uh, or enjoyed watching LeBron James. Let's get into this last question. Uh we'll get to some rapid fire questions in a moment, but before we do, we'll end with this. Uh you've got to chase your dreams. It's not been exactly how you pictured it. What's your message to people who are thinking about giving up on their dreams?
2: Um, don't give up. Um, stay with it. You know, um, hard times don't last always. Um, just again, like Galatians six nine, do not grow weary and doing good, because in due time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Um, I say just persevere
1: through whatever the situation may be, and um, then you'll come better. You'll come out better on the other side. Well, Jacob, you're definitely living proof of what it, what it means to stay determined to follow those dreams and to stay the course for sure. So if anyone needs inspiration, they can definitely look not just to the words you just said, but the story you've had. We're going to end with some rapid fire, Jacob. We have three quick questions for you. They're all running back theme this time. So who is your GOAT running back? Who's the best of all time for you? Oh, um, I think that's kind of it's like a tie, three-way tie. Um, Reggie Bush, Adrian Peterson, and a Danny Thompson. Those three right there. Definitely all solid answers. We're only going to take one running back for this question now. We know y'all have a room probably full of some characters. Who is the funniest person in the Louisiana running back room right now? Draylen Washington. Draylen Washington. And the last one, I need you to rank these moves. We know you have a lot of skill set. You talked about your versatility as a back, but rank rank these moves for yourself. What would you rather do in order of what you get the most satisfaction out of or what you're the best at? A nasty ankle-breaking juke, giving someone a stiff arm, or just, just hitting the truck stick and running somebody over? Uh, a juke. Ankle, ankle, ankle breaking, juke.
0: Well, definitely, uh, we've seen plenty of those on the field this year uh, from you, Jacob. It's it's been fun watching uh, your rise to prominence in the Sun Belt. Thank you for uh, coming on the and Smith podcast, and best of luck to you and your teammates throughout the remainder of the season.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. God bless.
0: Kaden, an excellent interview. I had some technical difficulties in the middle of that interview, but it did not take away from the story and the conversation with Jacob Cabote, one of the most inspirational guys in the Sunbelt Conference currently.
1: Inspiration is definitely the right word. Noah, I think as someone who knew what school they were going to out of high school, Went to that college, stayed at that college and stuck through the whole journey and kind of had that much consistency. The fact that he was able to have so much inconsistency in his journey, having to walk on at one point, having his season canceled in front of him, the fact that he was able to stay through and stay on the process and stick to his journey and stick to his family and his corner, I think is just an amazing story. And I think you can almost see that in his play. When he runs, you can see him running with just a different level of effort, a different level of intensity. And you can just tell that all those hard times have just made him him an even harder player and a harder player to tackle. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, Caden, truly inspirational. And I know you and I have talked about it on this podcast, but, you know, family's a big part of our life. And to see that in Jacob's life, it was neat that he had that support system in some of the toughest moments of his life to this point.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of coaches just throughout my coaching career, at least, and probably for a lot of players, have always preached family, faith, and football. And I think this is a guy who definitely epitomizes that. And I feel like when he was at his lowest moments, when he was watching people be in the position that he wanted to be in, not on a college team, not on a college roster, the fact that he was able to rely on that is just awesome. And I think it sounds like going forward, when he has his own family of his own, that's just going to make it even better for him and the family he creates in the future. So definitely just a shout out to his family for being in his corner, staying by his side. And just being there for him and his journey moving forward, as far as when football is over, we know that that's something he can continue to rely on for sure.
0: Cain, okay, we haven't had a lot of guys come on this podcast that also love NBA basketball. I know it's a secret love for yours. That had to brighten your day here and some of his thoughts on the current NBA season.
1: Yeah, and it was also just great to learn that this is 100% a pro LeBron James podcast from you, Noah. So definitely a cool moment to share that with Jacob and hoping that King James has a little bit better of a season than the start he's been having right now at the Lakers.
0: Well, that's going to do it for another great episode of the Frey and Smith Podcast. Again, we'd like to say a special thank you to Louisiana's Jacob Cabote and associate AD Evan Roberts for helping make this conversation happen. Before you go, don't forget, we're going to be back with another episode tomorrow. Our Midweek Mania series will conclude with an in-depth look at Thursday's matchup between Louisiana and Southern Miss. You're not going to want to miss it. That'll do it for us here at the Frey and Smith Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, drop us a five-star review on the way out. Tell us what you've liked about the show, what we could be doing better. So for Kaden Smith, Richmond Weaver, and Brett Jemis, I'm Noah Freire. We really appreciate you spending time with us today. Well, that's goodbye for now. We'll talk to you again soon.